Couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S.bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Narbos and Broomheads, and uh, we are celebrating President's Day, and did you know that it was supposed to be George Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday with two separate weeks in February, but then it turned into one, and I knew that off the top of my head. So hi, everybody. Some American history. Heather, did I get that right? It was perfect. Yes. USA. USA. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Alan. Uh, We're going to be talking about... Kids of Degrassi Street, and uh, this episode is Lisa Makes the Headlines, and uh, before we uh, get into this one, we've got a crew with us today, as usual. Let's start in Oakville, where uh, it also snowed, I'm assuming. Yeah, we got a little bit of snow, probably the most we've had all winter. Yep. I had to get the shovels out for the first time for the first time this winter, so you know what? Not so bad, I guess. But what I do want to say is uh, fuck Amazon for putting commercials on Prime now. Oh, yes. <laughs> the same. And let's throw it over to the vagina from Regina. It's me. It's Arlo coming to you from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And uh, is it now in Saskatchewan, Monday is also a holiday. Um, I think it is all across Canada, but it's different. Is it different days or is it all the same? It it's is family day here on Monday. Oh, okay. It's family day for us as well. Well, I have a fun story that I may have told before on this podcast, but in Manitoba, it's known as Louis Riel Day. Ah, uh, um, yes. And when they declared that the holiday has only been in existence for about 15 years, and on the day that they decided to give it the name Louis Riel Day, I was walking to work, uh, and my path was by the legislature in Winnipeg, and I was stopped by a reporter who asked me what I thought of the name of the new holiday. And in the article, it's a whole pager, and the very last sentence says, other people felt indifferent about the holiday. And the quote was, I don't care what they call it as long as I get the day off, said Alan Gates. (laughs) Alan Gates. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. But now I'm in Ontario and it's family day. So there you go. Uh, but someone here is celebrating President's Day, and uh, 
Yeah, and is is obviously in the United States. Who's out there? Heather, Heather. I live in Dumfries, Virginia, or as they spell it, Dumfries. Huh. You know that's how it goes. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's. We're looking forward to the three day weekend. But I also just celebrated my 45th birthday yesterday. Hey! Hey! Happy birthday! Yep, my mom and dad always told me because it was February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, I was considered the leftover love. Um, but I aw. don't know if that was a good thing. By the time like <laughs> I became a teenager and I told people that, and they're like, "Ew." Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I was the leftover love. That's uh, lovely. Usually, Obviously. usually yeah. that ends up somewhere on a bed sheet. But uh, anyways, I didn't end up in the wash, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, on that lovely note, before we uh, carry forward, uh, Ted is somewhere warm, right? Uh, Courtney, what did he say? Coast, Costa Rica or something? I, I don't know. He's somewhere like warm. I, Fancy I forget. Fancy and bougie. Yeah, Buenos Aires. Uh, Cor- I don't know. Courtney sends her regrets. She may make it for uh, our next episode. And uh, Barry, COVID again. Oh, poor Barry. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently it's uh, gotten, it's not been a fun one. So there you go. Progressively worse, I guess. It sounded like he wasn't hurt too hard, and then it like it ramped right up on him. <sighs> yep. So uh, there you go. So I think he's catching up to Courtney. Courtney said it like 12 times. So <laughs> She's a clubhouse leader. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think Barry's on either number two or number three. I've only had it once, so I've only I mean, had it once. They are like you're the outlier though, Tim, I think, because both Courtney and uh Barry have children. And as we I all know, children too. are yeah. little germ bags, right? So it doesn't surprise me that they've had it more times. Uh let's be honest, there's a good chance I had it and just never tested. Uh-huh. <laughs> like who knows? It's great. Well, anyways, write us at uh, narblesandbroomheads at gmail.com and tell us how many times you've had COVID and are your children <laughs> to blame. And uh, uh, shall we go back to a time where we didn't worry about disease? <laughs> yes, please. 19... Did you say that might be in the uh, early 1980s, Alan? Yeah, 1982, where at this time, I don't think we were worrying about disease. A few years later, there would be a disease, but we would... Uh, you know, severely misdiagnose how you get it and uh, use it to right. use it to stigmatize parts of the population. It's a really great time, everybody. Great There's time to be alive. There's a whole Degrassi episode about it. Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> okay. go, go and check that one out. Um, we're going to talk about... Uh, it's not even... I was going to say season whatever. It's the only... It's, it's not even seasons. It's just episode five of The Kids of Degrassi Street. This one is called Lisa Makes the Headlines. Now, oddly enough... Uh, we've already said this, Amazon got their episodes mixed up in order, so this actually shows up as episode 4, though the production code for this episode is 401. Uh, I have to go back to Noel Buys a Suit and see which production code that one had. Uh, okay, 302, so I guess it's fine. It's in order, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Degrassi Wickeye gets this one wrong and says in the trivia... That this is uh, Stacy Mysticen's uh, first appearance in the Degrassi franchise. Wrong. She would have been in Noel buys a suit, but anyways, this aired December. I will, I will say, watching this one, I can understand why they might have reversed the order. Like stepmom Gail is nowhere to be seen in this episode. No, yeah. and, not and even also, mentioned. well, and the the painting that they did to the house is not 
like their their walls still have that crazy wallpaper it's not painted like neutral colors yet so i'm not sure how the shooting situation was for this they may have shot it at the same time as noel buys a suit but decided not to release it until later i'm not really sure but i can understand why it is confusing which one would go first well we uh I guess, yeah, officially it's episode five to air it on December 13th, 1982. And uh, lo and behold, we get an episode where uh, Lisa Kennard, who would later become Caitlin Ryan, wants to be a journalist and fucks up at being a journalist. So <laughs> it's like the warm up uh, episode. This feels like proto- Like this is prototype. Yeah, it is. For sure. Yeah. Uh, should we just get right into it? Sure. Well, yeah. got, got a lot of Let's ground to it. cover. Uh, so of course, beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada in the uh, early 1980s, we have a child who is delivering newspapers who we will later find out is Chuck. And there is also a van that pulls up to a store carrying stacks of the Toronto sun. And immediately I was like, uh, Lisa's paper is better than the Toronto sun. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if it was also... viewed as such a rag back in 1982, though. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think so. It's a fucking terrible trash bag paper now. So, uh, but uh, maybe in 1982. I mean, that's not, yeah. that's not specific to the Toronto Sun either. That's most Sun newspapers. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we get, <clears throat> this is interesting, I think for the first time, and I don't know if it's the last, I mean, I've watched ahead a few episodes and we don't seem to have this again. We have the character of Lisa actually narrating. So she's like, well, it's sort of like a, it's like a film noir, yes, thing, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah, that is what they were going for, for real. But yeah, it, uh, yeah, there's sort of a callback to this film noir kind of thing. The van driver, as well, by the way, I believe that is Lewis Mann again, <laughs> stepping in. <laughs> nice. So he's been the the camera store guy and the best man for the wedding, and now he. Drives delivers newspapers, so it's a, tr- it's a true it's jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. So we get Lisa narrating, and she talks about the different kinds of news, and says she wants to be a journalist. So I guess they figured out there was no way else to establish that without her just saying it. <laughs> hey, audience, <laughs> let's just let's just level set right away so that you know what's happening. So then we see Casey. Of course, Casey would go on to uh, be Susie in Degrassi Junior High until eventually she uh, disappears and goes back to her home planet. (laughs) And she bumps into Chuck, who's delivering newspapers, and then she calls out to Lisa. So she's at Lisa's home. Lisa pops out of the window, her first appearance, and says she'll come out later. And we get more narration. Lisa saying that Casey is her best friend, and the two of them have started their own newspaper. Uh, Anybody else out there uh, ever started a newspaper? Hmm. I wonder who. <laughs> it's that, that old American, you know, like drive for the dollar, dollar, dollar bill. Uh-huh. Um, I did. And I can tell you exactly what date. I went downstairs to my basement and dug out my newspaper that my mom saved. And it was from April. Oh, I know because <laughs> my news was really, really deep, um, hard hitting news. Um, April 23rd. Whoa, April 23rd, 1988. That's my anniversary to my husband. You were, um, you were married in 1988? No. <laughs> Child bride. Yeah, I was going to say you were 10. <laughs> you oh, were nine. Yeah, interesting. 
Okay. That, that can make that's a whole other episode. Uh-huh. However, yes. So oh. I had a club. We had a club as a when we were kids. It was me, my friend Dawn, her younger brother Jimmy, and a boy named Josh. And then my sister would sometimes come in as the older sibling and boss us around. And that was exactly the dynamic of kids at the grassy street. Uh, did all club members have to live between address numbers <laughs> on the street before they kind were kind all- of because we were all literally within six houses of each other. Uh-huh. So there was it was it. It kind of fits the bill, and we usually found some place, usually in my backyard under this big tree, or else um, we would do something like in the backyard of my other friend's house. So we kind of found some ramshackly spot to kind of hang out, and we made up rules and and had the whole thing going. But we would have the club, and then we would forget about it. But on this particular day, it was during trash pickup. I don't know if you guys have trash pickup time where they have like the bulk pickup on the street where like you're any everybody can just put large chunks of garbage on the street well <laughs> like furniture they and, kind of, and stuff they kind of have a day like that in winnipeg but instead of the trash picking it up people are just encouraged to go to other people's homes and pick through well that's what we did so home. my dad was always that that guy so we would go out everybody would put the stuff out and my dad and i and my family would walk around and just pick the cool things and we found an old typewriter it's such a degrassi like situation we brought it home and we realized if you put water on the the tape that you type onto, it would make, um, it would still type out words. So my friends and I had a genius idea to make a newspaper so we could go see the re-release of Cinderella at the theater. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I mean, I mean, no joke. So we, my friend Dawn, myself, and my sister Michelle. Um, all took on jobs, and I go and look at it, and it says on the front page of our newspaper. Um, no, page two, who are we? And it says, um, I was age nine. I have a big sister and I'm talking about my, we gave our own life descriptions. That's great. Two. To strangers. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> uh-huh. And my, my sister is, oh yeah. With my parents name, what school I go to. Like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> my no mom, you were child my variety. mom's middle name is this. My dad's or my first pet's name is this. Uh, this is. I found a plastic page card with two, this number on it. Yeah, it's great. Page two, but the thing is, on the cover of our newspaper, it says page one about us. Page two, the mysterious sounds, except for it's spelled mysterious sounds. Uh-huh. Page three, <laughs> trash pickup, and page four, our thanks. <laughs> wow. I'm put down as as um, writer and artist, as well as my friend Dawn. But my sister is um, typing, so she just did the typing. But each page has. It's own special teddy bear club um, drawings to match everything. My favorite one is about how we heard a mysterious sound outside and we all went to the window and we heard sirens, but we don't know what's going on. And you turn the page and it's a picture of a house and there's a bunch of R's with commas after it like, <laughs> Heather, I feel like you're just recanting the last four episodes of Kids yeah, of the yeah. Are you sure this was a paper? Uh, I, I'm looking at it right now on my this phone. This is very, I mean, this is similar to, to us. Like, we we were newspaper kids, too. And, you know, looking back on it, I wonder how, like, you know, it was kind of, I, I was always one of the younger kids. So I, you know, my sister was a little older and she was sort of like the ringleader of like having these like fantastical ideas of things that we would, you know, play and do. And so I do wonder how much she may have been inspired 
yeah. by maybe mm. this episode and like that's where she got the idea for us to put together a newspaper so i very specifically remember we sold them for 10 cents each and we tried to sell subscriptions for a dollar jesus and God. i don't you know it was just something that we were playing at that day and i don't remember anything about it i don't have a copy unfortunately we typed it on a typewriter and I just remember one particular article, and it was about how there was elm seeds all over the bay because it was that time of year. And we called them snow seeds because they, you know, they look like these white snowflakes basically all over the bay. And it was like overrun with these elm seeds at that time of year. And I specifically remember an article about that. And that's all I remember about it. You've convinced me. Let me find a dime. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? If kids came to my door and were like, we're selling copies of our homemade newspaper, would you like to buy one? I would be like, yes. <laughs> Did, you get a free, Did you get a free uh, perfume, homemade perfume over the well? I would have totally uh, sold that too, though. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just kind of did that uh, in those days, you know? I... I have very fond memories of those types of things, but yeah, we uh, we definitely made a newspaper, and I do wonder how much those older kids who came up with this idea, you know, were influenced by possibly this exact episode. Well, here are the uh, headlines, Heather, that you you missed in your newspaper from April twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. The federal smoking ban during domestic airline flights, but only of two hours or less. So. If you're still, if, if you're on a flight two hours or more, light up, go for and it, I everybody. Bet that was met with like fire and brimstone anger. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, do you know what I'm saying? I tell people that yes, you, we are having a trash pickup on April 23rd, 1988. But important information: they are asking for heavy duty bags, please. Oh wow, you're giving some real info that people need. It's great. Uh, the number the number one song in the United States during that week. Where do broken hearts go? By Whitney Houston. So there you go, everybody. Uh, all right, so we're back to uh, where are we back to? Casey here. Casey goes to Ida's house. Now in front of Ida's house, there's just a pile of garbage. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just take all the shit that they don't need in the house, throw it on the front stairs, throw it on the lawn. Who gives a shit? Uh, so she knocks on the door. Fred is inside. If you recall in a previous episode, he had these rad, rad headphones. He has got those headphones on again, and he's vacuuming, so he cannot hear the door. So Casey just comes in, and Fred says, Ida isn't there. Casey offers Fred a lifetime subscription to the newspaper for a dollar, and apparently it, it seems like he accepts. He does, yeah. Yeah. And then Casey says that she wants to borrow a few of Ida's joke books, and he's basically like, go root through the garbage. That's uh, all good. <laughs> so that's what she does. And I mean, we say it's garbage, but later we're going to find out that I guess somebody wanted to hold on to some of this stuff. I don't know. So I yeah, it's like they took out everything out of the house just to vacuum the floor. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on. I was kind of curious if maybe they were moving or something because like it seemed like they were doing major changes there looks like fred reason. owns the house now he looks so yep. old oh, <laughs> that's what i wrote down i said he looks like like a full-fledged like middle teenager now uh so we see that the degrassi journal is printing and lisa narrates again that the paper only costs 10 cents and lists all the features i wrote but no sunshine girl so 
yeah. Uh, uh, Lisa says they'll sell millions, which begins a long, uh, a long uh, trope in Degrassi of kids and their stupid dreams. <laughs> never come to fruition. Uh, Casey and Lisa run off to sell papers on the street, yelling extra, extra, read all about it like it's the fucking 20s. Uh, they, they approach, uh, there's two kids that approach them and they ask what's in the news. And uh, I guess one of the news items is that one of Lisa's gerbils died, likely because it was scared by a cat. So. <laughs> Can I give kids? a shout They're out? Twins in fucking rad Blue Jays jackets. Yes, yes. I was going to say that. And I want Casey's Snoopy shirt because I'm such a Snoopy fan. So I, I want it. I, I nicknamed them the feather-haired squinty twins. <laughs> Lovely. Well, the feather-haired squinty twins are offered the newspaper and they're like, mm, we're just going to get some gum. So yep. uh, Casey says that they've only sold three papers and uh, one, one was to her mom. <laughs> mom. Uh, then Noel and Fred walk by and we establish that Noel, well, I said, because at the time I watched this in, uh, as the fourth one. So I'm like, Oh, Noel's Lisa's brother. But we, we know that now they ask if he'll buy a paper and he says, fuck no, I'll read it at home later for free. <laughs> he goes, have you seen my hat? Look at well, this hat. I connected the dots on where that hat is from. I've been trying to figure out where the hat's from. Natalie from Facts of Life wore one just was similar to it. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Was to, like, I was trying to Google it today, and I, I came up with it. Like, all of a sudden, it clicked, and it was Natalie from Facts of Life. I just thought is it was it, a Thor theme Is hat. it a sports hat? Is it well, like the, the Red gift ones? from the gods is what it was. <laughs> I Googled. I tried sports hats. I tried, I tried everything. All I know is whatever Natalie wore on Facts of Life is what it was, but just different shades but same same cut out i feel like there's a spot in the hat that he squeezes and the wings start to flap, <laughs> to flap. <laughs> yeah, i mean it reminds me of the hat that the girl wore in adventures and babysitting and then uh all, oh yeah all the older kids thor. all yeah all the other kids told her what they thought of thor which i can't repeat <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, so Noel then says that Lisa Lisa should tell their dad that he'll uh that he'll be home late because uh He's got a club meeting. And again, no mention of their mom, just their dad. Uh, Lisa and Casey want to join Noel, but he's like, it's a private club. Lisa wants to know why they aren't meeting on Tuesday as usual. And Noel blows her off. So there you go. Suspicious activities, everybody. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, so we see Noel, Chuck, and Irene going to the clubhouse. So I guess Chuck's in the club now? I guess so. Well, his name begins with C. It does. Someone had to replace Cookie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Cookie, Cookie gone. Everybody, though, I think. Yeah, not... she, Cookie is is as absent this episode. Not forever, though, right? Oh, we'll see her back. Yeah. So they're talking about putting candles on the chocolate bar, and you're not supposed to know why at this point. And they ask Chuck to stand a guard outside since they appear to be preparing a surprise for Ida. So Casey, it and... is. Uh, it's a hat. By Free Mountain Toys. Oh, you nice. found it. Yeah. Apparently, they're a collector's item. That um, journalist in you, Arlo. That's right. How, you how much? Scoop here first. How much? Yeah. Uh, this this one isn't for sale. Ooh, priceless. It's just <laughs> it's just somebody who is uh, showing off. Well, who who is uh, <laughs> identifying it? Basically, it's a. 
And so, not as Noel's hat from Kids of Degrassi Street? No. <laughs> let's see. There's one on eBay here, if I can get to it. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, keep going. All I'll, right. I'll update you. I was confused as they were walking in. I mean, it, it kind of ends up giving me an answer later on. They, they just start talking about, like, in regards to a candle melting chocolate. And then they're like, or you can add water, but it tastes like rubber. But I want to know, uh, we all know kind of that it's going to pan out to be a cake. But I want to know, how does adding water to something make something taste like rubber? And what are they making this cake out of? Kids are dumb. So yeah, I know, I but it I was just, a box cake. <laughs> yeah. It tastes yeah. like rubber. Yeah. This was the 80s. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. You can, you can get them from anywhere from about 25 to 120 bucks. Holy shit. Ooh. Noel better have hung on to that hat. <laughs> Made some money. Uh, so Casey and Lisa are still trying to sell papers and they're looking dejected. And then they play the uh, theme song from the show in a different key to show that they're distressed. So <laughs> instead of like, do, 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 do. Now it's do, 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 do. Because they're sad, everybody. Casey says people aren't interested in sad stories like her gerbil dying. And I think the uh, media has made millions of dollars selling sad stories uh, on television news. Casey, yeah, I'm not sure the fact that it's sad is the uh, the problem here. I feel like Lisa's like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's that not enough gerbils are dying, and yeah. <laughs> that's how they really Let me make see if I can solve that. Yeah, uh, Casey says that they should keep trying to sell subscriptions, and they also need a big story. And then they're like, "How will we find one on Degrassi Street?" And I'm like, "Well, kids are going to kill themselves, get AIDS, you know, uh, get, get pregnant in 13, and get kids kicked out of school. There's going to be all sorts of shit that's going to go in the news, kids. Don't worry, school shootings, amazing." So Fred and Ida are bickering as they carry more garbage outside of their house. Uh, but Fred is wearing what I believe is a Toronto Toros jersey, which is fucking amazing. Uh, the Toronto Toros were a, a short-lived hockey team in the rival to NHL World Hockey Association from oh, yeah, the right. 1970s, uh, whose most successful franchise was the Winnipeg Jets. So... There you go. Uh, Lisa. Did we skip, par- pardon me, did we skip the moment in the clubhouse where Irene pulls out the sweatshirt? Oh, we didn't. We, we didn't did talk not. about the sweatshirt. Because <clears throat> I have that in my notes. Oh, did I miss it? We can talk about the sweatshirt yes. now. I know it's going to come up. Yeah. yeah. No, we didn't talk about how much money they needed for decorations either. That All right, go. Before the score corner. So I, Irene pulls out a sweatshirt that has the hand pointing down and says, Property of Ida T. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that hand pointing is all I want to know. It's fucking weird, the sweatshirt. It's a little strange, yeah. Instead of yeah. up. You'd think pointing up would make sense to the face, but no. Right in the junk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Property no of Ida. No thinks it's a bit much. Irene thinks that she'll love it because her name is on it. Well, that's another thing that uh, I don't think we do anymore is make children wear clothing with their names on it. And I was one of those kids. I used to have clothing with my name right on it just so that strangers could call me over. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you didn't give it to everybody on your street with your parents' <laughs> names, your age. Yeah. And... Uh, so and then they go on. Well, then they go on to say, how much money do we have left? And Irene said 83 cents. 83 and, cents. and my man Noel said, that's what we need for decorations. <laughs> they can make that happen. They can stretch that out. 
Uh, Fred and Ida are bickering again as they're carrying garbage out of their house. Uh, and Lisa and Casey show up. And Lisa asks Ida why she isn't at the club meeting. Ida is immediately a bitch. She's like, get your... She's also super older, too. It's pretty... I didn't recognize her for a second. She's like, get your facts straight. We meet on Tuesdays, not Fridays, bitch. Whoa. (laughs) Fucking dummy. (laughs) Yeah, she's looking quite a bit older this episode. Like, she's looking like she's maybe 13 or 14 already. (laughs) Yeah, her voice is a little bit different now. I think it's a little more feminine than, like, just a little... Being scratchy and screechy. I mean, we are like three and a half years from like the first episode, so it's aged mm. quite a bit. So then uh, Lisa's about to say, well, Noel's, you know, what's happening with Noel, but Ida interrupts her and walks away. So we get that trope. It's like, if you'd only listen, I would have told you the info you needed. But anyways, Casey and Lisa wonder why kids are having a meeting without the president. And they're like, oh. Are they going to do something bad to Ida? Are they going to kill her? Are they going to kidnap her? (laughs) Uh, So then we see that uh, Noel and his dad, I think, are playing Scrabble. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, Noel tries to spell broccoli, B-R-O-C-O-L-L-I-E. And I'm reminded of a great scene in The Sopranos where Jackie Jr. is playing with uh, Scrabble with Meadow and... She's all smart, and then she looks at his words, and they're poo and ass. So, <laughs> uh, so Noel's dad says he doesn't think that broccoli has two L's. Um, that ignores the I E part, and Noel says it's the French spelling, which is great. It's all say. Yeah, he has to take the word back. Dad asks why Lisa, uh, Lisa, why she's been so quiet, and Lisa says no one's into her paper, and Noel isn't the least bit surprised. Great. <laughs> Noel tells it like it is. Yep. I like him. Yeah. Noel's a man. Uh, and Lisa is also playing with a Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. My like, nephew is like the best Rubik's Cube kid. Like you give it to him, he solves, you can mess it as much as you want. He can solve them within like 10, 15 seconds. Like he's really fast. Uh, he's one of those. Yeah. And like this is the shit that we had in our hands back in the day before. <laughs> Smartphones, everybody. Uh, yeah, so then, well, we- and you know, Rubik's cubes were really, uh, you know, they they were kind of a phenomenon. Like there was books about how to solve it and stuff. You <laughs> know, before like it, it was very like, you know, have you solved it yet? Like it, it was uh, crazy. I just took the stickers off and put them in the, <laughs> <laughs> the best way to do it. Uh, Lisa says, uh, "Case or sorry." Uh, one of them says that they need season they need season tickets. Um, Lisa says that she needs scoops for the newspaper. Noel then says that Lisa can interview him, but when she asks about, okay, what happened in the meeting, he's like, oh, no, not about that. None your business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then he goes and spells the word robbery and gets a double word score, and I'm like, you should fucking write about that. Noel, awesome mm-hmm. at Scrabble. Uh, so... The next day, we see uh, Chuck is delivering newspapers again, and the cover story says Kid Crime Boom, uh, which <laughs> totally tracks for the Toronto Sun, by the way. So, uh, though these days it would say Kid Crime Boom, thanks Trudeau. So, yeah, fuck you, Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think we're getting little, uh, little like uh, red herrings here. You know, mm-hmm. Scrabble word for robbery. Uh-huh. And then, you know, there's a kid crime ring happening in Toronto. Ooh. So, amazing. Yeah. 
so we see uh, Lisa in the kitchen, and she's talking to her cat. Her cat's name is Allie, and she says she's going to get the scoop. And Allie's like, meow, meow, get the scoop, meow. Is it Allie? <laughs> is it, I think so. Was I wrong? It's, Kath- it's Kathy, from Kath- what I could find. Really? Uh-oh. Does she say Allie? Uh, she said, meow, meow, my name's Allie, not Kathy, meow, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got it as Kathy. Um, that's from the Degrassipedia fandom site. So, is okay. it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. Yeah, tell us, it's everybody. Ka- it's Kathy's only appearance. I'm not watching Maybe the Kathy episode. ate Allie, and Allie was the gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> help, help me! <laughs> help I did me. notice the uh, the vintage Meow Mix box. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, saw that I appreciate it quite a bit. And just, like, I can only imagine how unhealthy for the cat that food was back in the day. Oh, that was probably sawdust. <laughs> uh, so we hear more of Lisa's narration that if Noel won't tell her what's happening, she's going to go and get the story from Ida. Uh, so then Lisa sees Ida on the front steps. And again, Ida the bitch is like, can't you see I'm busy? Like, Ida's awful. She's just shitty to everybody. Uh, she's awful since day she has one. some Emma energy sometimes. Oh, the worst. Uh, Lisa asks what she's looking for, and Ida says that she lost some joke books, so I I threw them in this pile of garbage in my front yard, and now I can't find them. Uh, Lisa speculates that Ida was robbed, and they start to talk about the missing books, so Lisa takes out a notepad and then (laughs) writes a single sentence, and that's the interview. (laughs) That's her shorthand. She's good. She's good. She even says, I'm getting the facts. Yes. With her, scoop, with her scoop hat and blazer. It must have been one of the kids on Degrassi that stole the books. Yes. Because if you leave things on your front porch in downtown Toronto, I'm sure that no one will ever come and steal them. I had... Except I, I, for a child that you live next to. I went and got groceries and uh, I can't park the car in front of my house on uh, weekdays. And I had so many groceries in the car. I decided to stop in front of the house and put the bags on the front steps and then just go around the corner to park the car for that 30 seconds. I was petrified. I was like, those groceries are going to get stolen. (laughs) Groceries are gone. They're going to be gone. Uh, Fortunately, they weren't. So Uh, Lisa finds Casey who says that they now have six subscribers and double yeah. yes can i just say that little sarah charlesworth is so adorable <laughs> when she's so <laughs> small well these two have such good chemistry the two they of them do. right from the get-go like you uh, believe they are friends yeah what it, so um is casey's mom what does she do is she like a lawyer is i'm assuming Shh. that's her own office it's supposed to be a real estate yeah she's a realtor oh, office okay. Okay, so that's um, another question. So, if why does she have a printing press? I don't know. <laughs> well, she has a print. Well, she yeah, she has the. I, I forgot. I actually wrote down what kind of machine it was because I googled it. But later on, she has to go. Uh, no, that's is that this episode where she has to go deliver some papers? Yeah, yes. she has to deliver some papers to was it to Ida's house? Yeah, yeah. So they're cleaning up this house. And she she has a re- she's a realtor, so she's bringing mm. papers over for her mom to sign. Uh huh. So I, we were wondering about with the cleaning and then the real. Maybe they are people. moving. Yeah, we don't know. That's how we write them off the show. So. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So well, at least they write them off this time, not just disappear. Uh, Lisa is thrilled because Ida's been robbed, and Casey's <laughs> like, "That bitch deserved it." So. <laughs> actually, she says, "Wow." 
Lisa says it happened right under her nose, and she starts to put paper in the typewriter to write the story. And Casey says, a thief on Degrassi Street. Now that's a story. So here we go. Uh, we get uh, Lisa narrating her story, and the story sucks. And also they misspell thief. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. They mis- <laughs> Uh, everywhere, right? Not only in the paper, but like I think they have like a a billboard. They have a sign. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Uh, so then we see Lisa and Casey selling papers, and now the kids are like, "Fuck yeah, we want a copy of this newspaper." All I could hear is as they're chanting, "Lock your wi- lock your windows, lock your doors." All I'm imagining is that viral video of the guy hide your wife, hide your kids. <laughs> they yeah. raping everyone up in here. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. There's two. Exact there's like another thing that different. reminds me of that too later on. If something else. Yes. And again, I'm I'm just like the Toronto Sun has to be like drooling over getting these two to work for them it's like crime everywhere lock your doors no more immigrants nothing like it's just, it's great uh we see that the kids uh, the clubhouse kids are talking about the story and chuck says that if his books were stolen he'd call the rcmp <laughs> and again we have more crimes and issues in uh, Canada now. Back in the 80s, though, stealing books, a big crime where you'd have to call in the Canadian Mounted Police. So it's great. And then so we- just for a little reference for those who don't know, the RCMP is like our federal agency. <laughs> like our, our individual cities and stuff have their own like municipal police. The RCMP is like on a federal level. So it would be like calling the FBI like <laughs> about your books. <laughs> I mean, show up on a horse. Yeah. (laughs) I believe that they also are kind of the, like, they do the policing in very rural areas that don't have their own municipal municipal, uh, police forces. Though in Ontario, instead of the RCMP, we have the OPP. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, So Noel tells Chuck that the RCMP don't investigate those kinds of things, stupid. (laughs) I love in these episodes, like, there's stupid, there's you idiot, you dummy. <laughs> like, these are the way kids talk. I love it. Uh, then Ida says Lisa didn't get the facts right, and she only had two books taken. And Irene says that they should straighten the story out with Lisa. But Ida's like, fuck that. That's bitch's problem. So it's great. Um, and I mean, at this point, Ida's justified. She's like, I don't care. Like, she's a <laughs> shitty journalist. She will always be a shitty journalist. So get used to not seeing the truth in journalism. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is going to cross over to the to um, Degrassi, the OG, with her jumping to conclusions as Caitlin. Yeah. So. Amazing. Uh, at home, Lisa asks Noel what he thinks of the paper, and Noel says it's a special edition full of baloney. Baloney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lisa says she was there and Noel is mad because uh, people are listening to her for once. And Lisa, or she thinks that Noel's mad because people are listening to her. And Lisa says that she doesn't need Noel anymore. Yeah, you can't talk to me anymore. Yeah. Lisa's just mad because she doesn't have the sweet velour shirt that, no- that Noel has. <laughs> She's like, I broke the story and I don't care how fucking great your clothes are anymore, Noel. <laughs> And I'll uh, buy my own hat. Yeah, Noel says that Lisa's going to become the laughing stock of the whole neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, I actually said Noel has a sweet sweater on, and he looks like a young meatloaf. So... Nice. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Casey and Lisa are asking each other why Noel wants the story removed from the paper. And Casey, sa Casey says it's also weird that they're having secret club meetings without Ida. She says something is fishy. And again, that nosy Lisa is like, we'll get to the bottom of this. She's diving right into the conclusion pool. Baloney and fishy? Hmm. What sounds yummy? So we get more narration from Lisa saying something big is happening on Degrassi Street and I wonder what it is. And when she walks into her house, she overhears Noel on the phone and she says, to, and he's, he's like, yeah, the other person is going to pick the thing up for me tomorrow. My sister's already suspicious. So Lisa takes this as an, as uh, an invitation to go into his room and sneak through his fucking like dresser drawers. Like that's illegal. So she's like a TV de detective. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, I mean, you're an only child, right, Alan? Yes. So this is yeah. normal for siblings. There's this a lot of invasion of privacy among siblings. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I used to like, take through my sister's stuff all the time. It's great. Uh, <laughs> so. when they're home. Yeah, I mean, this is a bad plan. Like, she's, <laughs> she's going to get caught. I mean, she does get caught. It's just very bad sneaking. Uh, but she does find the sweater that says property of Ida T. Lucas. And again, instead of being like... Why is that hand pointing there? She's <laughs> she, she says to herself, "It's Ida's stuff. It's stolen property." And Noel walks in and asks it, what she's doing. And Lisa says she knows about his plan. And he says, "Well, it needs to be a secret." And she's like, "How could you, my own brother?" <laughs> so it's great, <laughs> great. Uh, so later we see Lisa getting her hair washed over the sink. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I I was gonna ask all y'all. Like I, I mean, I guess some kids got their hair washed by their parents. Yeah, family this is, trying this to save normal. water. It's they might not have a shower head. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It saved on on water or whatever. It was well, like every once in a while, if you had to do it, you put your head underneath the faucet and just rinse out. But it, it was very rare. I mean, my mom would just say, "Go take a bath or go take a shower." Maybe she had lice. And so they're <laughs> the washing. We had power. um we actually had like a, a telephone shower attachment that you could put on any faucet. Those are rad. Yeah. Yeah. And so like this to me, like this again look looks like my childhood. All like, right. Uh so <clears throat> her hair is getting washed over the sink and she says to her dad, What would you do if you were a reporter and you knew about something? Would you report it? Like that's very vague. <laughs> You're like, well, <laughs> He says, um. it says, well, if I had the facts, then yes, I would report it. And she asks, what if it's bad news? And he says, well, pe papers don't keep stories because they're bad, which is not true. Uh, <laughs> papers put out the stories that sell and sell and sell or that meet their agenda. So then he says, reporters need to be objective and also need to explain, <laughs> explains to her what that means. Uh, he says that people have the right to know the facts. So I uh, talk about journalism, which again standards meh, a little lax these days uh so then we see casey and lisa printing papers and they say that the thief has confessed lisa seems conflicted about releasing the story because it's of course her brother so she's gonna fucking like tell the whole neighborhood that her brother's a fucking thief it's great uh, he's gonna go to jail the rcmp will be here yes did you see what it it says it's like thief confesses he did it for. He says he did it for fun. Yes, that's what I have. 
<laughs> the direct Hello, quote. Carnard, treasurer of the Degrassi Inc., confessed to be being the robber. He did it just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and they call it the Doomsday Journal. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Casey's mom asks Casey to take papers over to Mrs. Lucas to sign. So again, another trope of getting the children to do like professional work. So well, and yeah, and those are probably papers that you know have private information on. <laughs> yep. Who knows what it is? It just I guess you know they what? don't need to be notarized. Yep. Eight year old, just take these to someone to another person and have to sign. So Lisa says she'll meet Casey at the newsstand a bit later, and Casey says, I might as well return these uh, joke books, too. At least it doesn't notice, though. She's too busy printing the paper, and as you noted, the Doomsday Dur- Journal. <laughs> <laughs> the Doomsday Degrassi Journal from the center of hell. Uh, Noel, Irene, and Chuck are walking to the clubhouse, and Noel is complaining about Le- uh, Lisa snooping through his stuff. He's worried she'll print a story about their surprise for Ida. And Lisa is setting up her newsstand and is uh, narrating again that she's worried about uh, putting the story out. So we get Casey returning the books to Ida. And Ida's like, oh, fuck, I thought these were stolen. And (laughs) Casey says, well, you know, they're just these two lousy books. Is that all that was missing? And she accuses Ida of telling Lisa she was robbed. And Ida's like, I didn't tell that bitch anything. She's... <laughs> so there's a realization at this point that there's a misunderstanding that's taken place. So, yeah. And Ida's laughing about it, by the way. She's like, your paper's ruined. Your brother's life is ruined. Fuck all y'all. And Casey is like, how can you laugh at a time like this? And she runs off. So She says, I'm the president. president don't give a fuck so lisa posts a big sign that says thief confesses thief again misspelled and then she thinks about it and decides i guess that she's not going to sell the papers after all so she takes a big pile of papers and throws them in the garbage because we did not have recycling in 1982 recycling (laughs) question mark yeah and Casey says, well, we can save the papers because I actually know the real story. So they immediately pick the papers out of the garbage. Uh, we then have the kids at the clubhouse who are sad because they assume Ida's read the story and the surprise is ruined. But then they see Lisa and Casey approaching. And Noel says he doesn't want to talk to Lisa, but she apologizes and says no one read the story. Important to note here, uh, Noel doesn't know what the real story was. Right. He thinks yeah. the story is about, you know, ruining the surprise, not realizing that her, uh, his sister was going to print a story about him being a thief. So a dirty rat. Yeah. Uh, then we see Ida approaching and all the kids in the clubhouse get ready for the big surprise. And so when she walks in, they surprise her. And then uh, we get the kids having a party. So there you party. go. Party. Yep. Like I, all I think of is like the kids on Degrassi singing party. <laughs> party. There's like a young clutch yeah. on, on his bike with the <laughs> bell. Yeah. And his little tricycle, his big wheel. Let me introduce you to Jono, the party animal. Yeah, it's great. Faith will be there. And so we see that Casey and Lisa have just cut the story out of the paper. So it's the same paper with a big hole in it, which is great. And then I got the perfect solution, she said. 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work to cut the story out of the paper to keep it intact. Yeah. A little uh, exacto knife action there. Yeah. Oh, and you know those kids use those knives by themselves. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no parental supervision. <laughs> With no adults nearby. Yeah. Uh, Lisa tells Noel that she's done writing stories, but Noel is like, you're the only reporter here and you need to keep it up. And I was like, that's why all this shit happens yeah. with, uh, with her. Fucking Thanks, Noel. Noel. Yeah, Noel. You son of a bitch. And uh, anyways. I love Noel. Yeah. Noel's, Noel's a shit. Uh, and that's it. That's the episode. Elisa made the headlines. So Well, it continued, Alan. The, the end continued in your long line, as you were saying, I think, last week. Last time we got together about how they... You know, it just extends through the credits, and it seems like they're always having a good time through these credits. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite part, to see what happens at the end. It's so organic. Yeah, it's not like the, uh, the you know, then they move on to a new thing in Degrassi Junior High where it's like, oh, your parents are dead. Just pause on the kid's, like, face as his life is shattered. That's what we show. Yeah, their heart is being ripped from their body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, thoughts on, uh, Lisa makes the headlines. It's cute. It, it takes <sighs> me back. Like I said, it's, it's bringing me back to my newspaper days of one day, but I mean, also it brings me back to, to add to that story of me needing to save money up for, to go see Cinderella. We also went and to get more, we, did people's yard work we dusted people's houses we did a circus for our neighbors man you grinded that <laughs> holy fuck we totally did which will tie into possibly our next episode oh yeah but, for sure i mean we were straight up hustling and we had we were those kids that were always doing something in hopes to have something else and we had the little old people on our street who i love dearly still to this day who would make us cookies but then also would pay us to go and dust their hats so i it, it totally feels like like a callback to those good simple times where there's no devices and you had to just fill your day with random hijinks and then did you find out that you could make real money just selling drugs uh yeah, yeah. don't tell people about that uh -huh. i will i will say that of of the ones that we watched so far this one i liked a little bit less yeah. it was the first one that i felt was a little bit maybe overwritten i can see that you know like they're trying to be so cute with the film noir thing and whatnot and for me it just took it away from the like this perfect simplicity of the other ones that we've watched up to this point it just felt a little bit overwritten it's it's a little um, weird because we're saying this about OG Degrassi, but like it's getting a little slick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, to, wait, wait another twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I and like Ida makes a movie. I did find that the lesson on the end of this one was a little bit clunky. It was, you know, like uh, the the lesson I think about. I, I think is like supposed to be about making sure that you're fat, like you know, good journalism and making sure your facts are correct and not jumping to conclusions. But then at the end, she's like, well, I can't print this story because he's my brother, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. well, what's the, like, what it, it conflicts for me in terms of what, what the final lesson is. Yeah. So I, for me, it just got a little bit clunky towards the end there. So I, it's not that I didn't find it enjoyable. I did. Absolutely. But 
compared to the other episodes thus far, I think for me, this one was a little bit weaker. Well, like what if her brother was like a legitimate robber? And then the lesson is, well, it doesn't matter if he's your brother. Fuck it. Like, hide the story. So Right. And, uh, you know, she threw the paper away before she knew that he wasn't yeah. Yeah. a hardcore robber doing bad things. Right. <laughs> and so she's just going to hide, hide it. Like, is that the lesson? Like, snitches get stitches. Like, what That's is the right. family first? Yeah. Family first. So, yeah. I, 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 know, I, I thought it was going in one direction with the with the lesson and then it, it swerved and it made it a little more convoluted for me. So, yeah, I agree. Like yeah. to me, it's, it's no Noel buys a suit. I, I like that one better. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do think uh, like you guys have kind of hinted at, I think there are some real moments of childhood in the 1980s. Yes. So I think that part's good. And Absolutely. I think like, I think if my son or you know, my daughter watched this episode, if, if they watched it and I said, what, what's the point of this episode? They would probably say the first part you said, Arlo, just like, right. if you're going to tell a story, you need to get the facts straight. They probably wouldn't even pick up on that. Well, she was just protecting her brother in the end because she still thought he was a th- the thief on Degrassi. Right. Um, but, you know, like it's still it's still a nice little slice of Canadiana in the early 1980s. I, I think if you were to tell a kid today or if a kid asked, what was it like being a kid in the, in, you know, when you were a kid, I could easily show them these episodes, at least these first couple and say like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, you, got, you didn't have a lot of parent parental supervision until right. it was dark and you just went outside and you had fun and you got into little scuffs and you figured it out. And their, and their reaction would be, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. what? And then they're like, you won't let me walk down to the street to the 7-Eleven anymore? <laughs> Come on, man. The fuck is this? But yeah, that's it. And if you had 87 cents, you figured out what the hell to do with it. Like, you made, you stretched you those pennies. You had options with 87 cents. Yeah. Sure. And they were like, how do you get to 87 when there are no pennies? What is that? Uh, though, <laughs> so you, may not, you may not know that, Heather, well, we because you still have pennies in the, in the States. States so yeah. we could still do it. To get rid of the pennies and get rid of the dollar bills. Seriously, come on, USA. <laughs> I'm holding hard for those things. Ugh, pennies are the worst. Yeah. When I, when it was I, a, a great decision up here to get rid of that thing. No offense, Drew. When I go, when I go to the uh, states and they give me pennies as my change, I throw them. I'm like, what do I need these for? <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> uh, all right. So looking ahead to uh, the next episode, I think, uh, and again, I think as uh, everyone said, we generally, you know, we like this one. Maybe uh, maybe not as bonkers uh, as some other ones, but I think we're going to uh, have business picking up. Yes, we are. In the next episode yeah. when Sophie minds the store. So... Can't uh, wait to talk about this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it, I, I won't even get into it. Let's just, yeah. You all have to wait for a week, everybody. But go and watch it. They are on uh, Amazon. Uh, fuck you, Jeff Bezos, for putting ads on Amazon. And They're that- not on Amazon in the United States, from what I can find. So they're on YouTube. Uh, oh, yes, yes, the oh. episodes. Are there ads on Amazon in the States now? Uh, yes, it's the worst. So actually, YouTube is better because you, you can skip through those. Uh-huh. I do complain, but when I watched these last two episodes, I didn't actually get an ad pop up on this one. So I was actually, I shouldn't maybe get so angry, but. Lucky. <laughs> they were like, no one's watching these Degrassi ones. Like, we don't have <laughs> well, to Well, I wonder if it's something to do with that. <laughs> yeah. The algorithms tell us we don't need to put any ads on here. So, uh, 
So anyways, uh, give us a, a buzz if you want to uh, chat about Kids of Degrassi Street. We are narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com, and we are at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram. We have a Narbos and Broomheads Facebook page, which got spammed with porn. Yeah, stop posting <laughs> porn on our Facebook page. <laughs> so it's great. Uh, but don't worry, everybody. If you're not posting porn, uh, I will uh, I will allow you to pass through the... Uh, the blockers we've got set up, unless it's good porn, in which case, fine. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, or if it's uh, if it's an ad for industrial love, so <laughs> which is not open on Family Day, so no. no uh, don't try to. Because that's make a family day. That. So you can't make family on Family Day. Yeah. Well, you can, but not with the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that using those things helps make a family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways. No. Yeah, I'm uh, Alan. Slip with five eyes. Let's go around the horn down to uh, the oak. Uh, Folly T on Instagram. Arlo? A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T on Instagram. Heather. And Heather, where can we find you? I think I'm actually going to finish with page four of my newspaper, which is the final <laughs> page. And it says, I was hoping. Thank you for buying this paper. Oh, wow. That's it? That's awesome. It I mean, that's it. very polite. <laughs> I sent you guys photos of the newspaper in the Instagram to Narbos and Broomhead. Oh, awesome. Can't wait. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you all in a week. Peace. Later. Bye. Bye. Well, I just said I don't get my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got naked Just to get to my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I went crazy